Welcome to another episode and the season premiere of the Jokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one, coming to you live from New York City. And tonight, we're going to go to the AEW, our first AEW Dynamite review of the year 2020. Uh, second season to my uh, podcast, and I hope that you guys like what I'm bringing you tonight. Of course, we're going to review the homecoming AEW Dynamite that happened last night from Jacksonville and there was a lot of matches a lot of things that um, put back AEW where it was supposed to be at especially after the disaster of December 18 how the show ended how the Young Bucks did not win the AEW Tag Team Championships uh, it left us with a bitter taste in our mouth for almost two weeks and t- tonight it was a whole different um, atmosphere um, it kind of remind me of Fighter Fest a little bit because they did it in Jacksonville. Um, but the the opening match was out of the out of this world, I could say. Um, of course, Taz was doing commentary, which it was something different. Now you had Taz, um, Jim Ross, and Excalibur doing the uh, the commentating. Was notice that Tony Schiavone was not in the show last night. He was supposed to be in assignment, so. But the first match of the night was Cody versus Darby Allen, which is part two, because a couple of months ago, uh, these two faced off, and it ended up in a draw. Uh, this match, um, in the beginning, they show a promo of Allen burning Cody's face. He had Cody's face like a mask covering him, and that's the way he entered the ring last night with that picture of Cody um, actually, they had somebody else with a picture of Cody and a mask. I don't know who the guy was, but they did mention his name. I didn't get it. Um, so Darby Island came out first. The one thing that caught me by surprise was the Cody coming out with Art Anderson. As you guys know, the AEW announced that Art Anderson was all elite, and he was going to be the manager of Cody Rhodes, which kind of... Brought back some memories for me because I remember Art Anderson was a rival, an arch enemy of Dusty Rose back in the 80s. So this was kind of weird seeing the son of the plumber, Cody Rose, with his father, arch enemy in the professional wrestling world, uh, coming out as his manager. This match started off both men had a fill out process um, of wrestling moves. Uh, in a way, it looked like Cody was frustrated with. Uh, Darby Allen, because of his quickness, he threw Allen um, after losing his cool on the to the ring pole, and pretty much started. Um, uh, then after afterwards, he kind of uh, started beating up on, on, or he tried to go outside and beat up on, on Darby Allen, but Darby Allen, uh, he looked like Cody was distracted with Art Anderson, and Darby Allen caught um, um, Cody. And he landed on his shoulder on the edge of the ring. Um, afterward, um, of course, Darby Allen, as the daredevil that he is, he did a two-pay two suicida on Cody outside, which he landed shoulder first on the railing. Um, so Darby focused on Cody's shoulder throughout the match. Uh, though Cody came back and put a figure four on um, Darby, Darby was able to get out um, of the hole. Um, afterwards, um, Darby caught Cody, and it was a weird submission move, but it looked like the Ring of Saturn, which was working on the shoulder of Cody Rhodes through the match. Um, that's where he pretty much 
was um, focusing on. And if you notice, Darby Allen took off the buckle, off the turnbuckle, off the corner. Um, so, but his quickness uh, on Cody, at one point, he got caught with a power slam, and Cody um, capitalized on that. And it looks like on the 13 minute mark, you could tell Cody was frustrated. He didn't know what to do with. Um, with Darby, uh, Darby at one po- uh, one point he did caught um, Cody with the coffin drop on the edge of the ring. Again, this guy taking the daredevil stunt, and um, uh, Cody caught um, Darby on the top rope at one point, caught him and did like a cross roll from the top rope, but Darby got out at two, uh, and Darby tried to do the coffin coffin drop again on Cody, but then R. Anderson goes into the ring apron and distracts the referee, and coffin drop from the top rope. Darby gets caught with some knees on his back by Cody, and Cody ended up um, pretty much uh, rolling over and being tar- uh, Darby. Uh, SCU afterward had a promo, and we're going to talk about that because it looks like SCU right now they're having issues because since you know the SCU are the tag team champion, Christopher, uh, Christopher Daniels, <clears throat> who's right now his storyline is pretty much of him um bodging a move on the 18 against um pentagon jr and he's been like the guy who they've been targeting to calling him oh all kinds of stuff like sammy Guevara comes out and questions Christopher daniels of his if he still got it whatever so it looks like next week uh sammy Guevara will face christopher daniels because of that promo um afterwards they had the AEW, AEW Women's Four-Way Title Match. As you guys know, that Chris, uh, Chris Stanlander was supposed to get a title shot in this against Riho, but because she had other prize commitments with Bar Wrestling, which I don't know why, but you got to be loyal to the people who brought you into the business. So she did not make it. She was able to get a title shot, so now her title shot will be next week. And so this match was Nyla Rose. Versus Hiroki Shida versus Britt Baker and versus Rigo. Now, this match pretty much you saw Nyla Rose acting like the beast that she is in this match. Hikori um, uh, Shida was the only one that pretty much stood up to her at one point in the beginning of the match. Uh, Nyla Rose attacked all the girls except Shida. Shida caught their candlestick, started beating on Nyla Rose. Um, these girls went and kept fighting outside. Um, so. I mean, one very interesting is, again, Britt Baker involved in another women's title match. And to me, I don't know why she keeps getting title matches when this woman has lost to other, like Chris Stanlander. She has lost, I believe, to, uh, uh, I think, to not, I could, I could be to, um, to B. Priestley, I think he lost in the tag team. But she has been pinned a couple of times, so I don't know why she continues to get title shots. But, again... Um, most of this match, I mean, I go through the whole match, and most of this match, I mean, there were good moves in this match. And then Nyla sent on Bombshell through a table inside, outside. I mean, it was crazy. Um, and the fact that you have this big woman landing on Nyla, uh, I'm sorry, Nyla, on Hiroki Shida outside with a senton was retarded. I mean, it was crazy. Um, so, and you can see that Nyla was dominating most of this match. She, uh, she took up 
uh, Britt Baker and power bombed her, and then she took Riho and power bomb on top of uh, Britt Baker at one point. But you know, um, Britt kicked out. I mean, she kicked out. That's all they could do. But right now, but then the most exciting thing that I saw was a uh, what Sheeta did to um, to Nyla. She picked up Nyla Rose and like a. It looked like she was gonna. It, it looked like a power slam, sit down power bomb move. It was incredible. The strength of Sheeta picking up Nyla Rose was probably 200 pounds, and I'm almost pinning her. But through all this match, the whole match, you saw that Riho was pretty much dominant. She, I, I don't like it as a champion. She looks too small. It doesn't look believable. I mean, she did two stumps on on Nyla Rose at one point. And we thought we we're gonna pin it up, but it didn't happen. Um, so um, Riho pinned Baker on a roll up, um, and then I mean Britt Baker looked like she was frustrated because she again she got pinned by Riho. She has gotten pinned by Riho before, so now it looks like Britt Baker is pissed off because now she keeps losing. Um, and at one point after the match, Riho wins by the way by a roll up on Britt Baker. Nyla attack Riho and then she puts it on the table and then she frog splice her from the top rope. I, I thought she nearly killed her. So that looks like the situation that's going on. At one point they were interviewing Riho. Um you see Michael Nakazawa trying to be her interpreter. Um and Britt Baker came out and pretty much was pissed off at Riho saying she's been there working every week. Where has Rio's been? What kind of champion she is? She's there every week. It looks like look like Britt Baker is teasing a um, pretty much a um, heel turn. So I won't be surprised if that happens. But we will see. We'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. So... The next one was the, uh, not the next one, but the next promo was Joey Janela. He was about to get interviewed. And all of a sudden, Penelope uh, P. Ford goes and hits him with a low blow and from behind. It looks like now, it looks like Joey Janela will be feuding with uh, Kip Sabian. Um, super bad Kip Sabian. That's what happened. That's probably our storyline. They're ready to start. I mean, you got to get these guys, Joey Janela and Kip Sabian, into the mix, into the story this year. You cannot have them in AEW Dark every week because that AEW Dark is on YouTube. So you're not going to see it every week if you don't watch YouTube. At least if you get these guys and put them in storylines, you get something going. Um, but Penelope Ford uh, hitting Joey Janela a low blow makes a lot of sense, being that Joey Janela and Penelope Ford were a couple before then we had the Dark Order promo. The Dark Order promo pretty much was a, again, Dark Order talking about, you know, they, they're taking over, whatever. I mean, I'm not too crazy about that. So, um, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens with that Dark Order. 
The next match with John Moxley versus Trent. Um, they, they started off with uh, the feel out process mentality, and they were training chops, Trent and uh, Moxley. But Moxley hit Trent with a hard forearm, which he then he grabbed um, Trent and hanged him, in, hang him on the top rope. You know, it was like Moxley being Moxley. You know, Moxley using hit and pin combinations to wear out Trent. Um, he kept beating him outside the ring, and it, it's not until Trent when he's outside. This happens most of the time. I notice when Trent is outside getting beat up, somewhere down the line he's going to use a spear, and that's exactly what he did. He uh, he speared Moxley out of nowhere. He half suplexed, uh, you know, he half suplexed um, Moxley in the ring. And he tried to, um, I know at one point, he tried to, um, it was like these guys were going back and forth, but at one point, Moxley was outside the ring by the ramp. And Trent went and jumped off the corner rope and tried to, I guess, hammer fist him on top of the head, and he got caught with a boot, and he paradise shifted ass DDT on the ramp. Then he went out again, he brought him back in the ring, and he went and he paradised him shifted again at first, and Moxley wins the match, and Trent loses again. And again, my thoughts on that, Trent losing again. If you're going to have Trent losing in single matches, then keep him in the tag team, because that doesn't make it look good at all. I mean, he is a good wrestler. He's, you know, decent. I can't say he's a great wrestler. He's a decent wrestler. But every time he's in single competition, he loses. So I think I, I haven't seen him win a singles match. Unless I, if I have to go to AEW Dark and look to see if he ever won a, a singles match. Um, he's better off as a tag team. And we won't have this problem. Um, but afterwards, um, we saw um, Sammy Guevara come in the ring. Uh, pretty much... Um, you know, um, asking Guevara, I mean, Guevara asking, um, oh my God, Moxley, if he's going to join uh, the inner circle, because you know, a couple of weeks ago, Jericho told Moxley, hey, join the inner circle, I'll give you enough time for you to, to decide. Uh, afterward, Chris Jericho comes out, he starts offering a, a GT1 Dodge worth a million dollars car to, to Moxley. Uh, so pretty much he's saying, hey, you, I want you to be part of the inner circle. You could be the executive vice president of the inner circle. They could rule the wrestling world, the AEW Federation, run over Omega, the Young Bucks. So Chris Jericho just leaving, hey, if you, only if you join us, you will get this, the car and everything else. So pretty much um, leaving Moxley now to decide whether, okay, so what I'm going to do is, I'll let you know in person if I'm going to join you guys or not. So that pretty much you can see that we got to wait another week to see if Markley is going to join Inner Circle, which I think he's not going to join Inner Circle. I think it's going to be, um, it's going to sway, he's going to swerve um, Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. And then that's when the feud will start. Um, so after the match, after all that, we saw the next match, which was Dustin versus Sammy G. Dustin attacked Sammy from the beginning of the match, started beating on him. Um, he was dominating most of the match until Hager came out. And once Hager came out, there was a uh, was a kind of a face-off between them two. Of course, Sammy took control of the distraction, and Hager attacked Dustin right after the referee's back was turned and um, beat him outside. Um, I know at one point, Dustin threw Sammy Guerra on the post, 
and then he rammed his arm on the post. But the one thing that kind of pissed me off was just when Dustin Rose grabs a chair, there's no um, there's no split split um, commercial and the match. It went away. So now I don't know what happened afterward. But I know at one point when it came back, they showed Sammy um, Sammy G doing a beautiful moonsault outside on Dustin. So I mean, all I know is that Dustin, when they went back from break, you saw Sammy Guerrero pretty much controlling Dustin in the headlock um, or a rear chin um, lock. Um, but it looked like at one point, Dustin, at one point, Dustin hit a Canadian destroyer on Sammy G on the edge of the ring, which is amazing for a guy who's 51 years old doing a Canadian destroyer. And I noticed that a lot of these wrestlers now are using the Canadian destroyer. You're kind of like, once a, rest, a bunch of wrestlers starts using it, and now it becomes stale, the Canadian Destroyer, even though it looks still vicious. Um, so, but that was the, 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 I think, the highlight of the night when I saw that. Um, but then, you know, just when, um, just when um, Dustin was about to hit um, Sammy G in the Family Jewels, um, Hager interferes, comes in, and low blows Dustin Rowe, where the referee's trying to... Actually, the referee stopped Dustin from hitting Sammy G in the Family Jewels. And as he's trying to take Sammy G out of the corner, here comes Hager. He attacks Dustin Rose, low blows him, and Sammy G ends up winning the match. So, you know, um, pretty much, I don't know what this is going to end, but it looks like Revolution. You may see Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. That's bound to happen. It's going to happen... We still haven't seen Hager wrestle in the match, I guess because he's still under the UFC contract or whatever, martial arts contract. That's why he still has to wrestle. But we'll see. Also, they, um, um, Sammy G actually won a match. It was the first time in 13 weeks that I see Sammy G actually win a match one-on-one. So that, even though it was a interference, but he still won the match. So now we go to private party doing a promo. And all of a sudden, Hangman Page comes out into the bar area where they, these guys are partying. And it looks like, um, it looks now like Hangman Page is having, again, the heel turn. And now it looks like Hangman Page and Kenny Omega are going to end up teaming up next week. And they're going to wrestle Private Party. Because, you know, Hangman Page kind of like, you know, teased them on. Like, hey, what's up going on, blah, blah, blah. So it looks like these guys are going to... And you may see the heel turn next week, the private party against Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Or they're going to probably keep teasing it up. So who knows? Because last night, I'm going to tell you something that happened after the main event. But we're going to get there when we get there. Uh, MJF came out and pretty much uh, gave his stipulations. He, of course, he assault, uh, insulted the fan last night as far as the, um, the actual... Um, you know, thing that he does always when he gets comes out, he starts making fun of everybody in the ring. Um, so he pretty much, of course, embarrassed the fans. He gave th- three stipulations in order to wrestle. Or Cody wanted to wrestle uh, him. He, Cody has to go through three stipulations that he has. And no stipulation he had. One of them was number one. He can't. He, if, if you want to f- face him, it will have to be a revolution. Therefore, if he wants to wrestle in revolution, he cannot touch him from here to revolution. Uh, second 
um, the second um, thing that he said that uh, stipulation he had was he gets to choose. Actually, Cody Rhodes has to be somebody that uh, MJS chooses. And if Cody Rhodes beats him, then he gets MJF for revolution. Of course, MJF said, you know what? I got my big dog, which is Warlow. So now he puts Cody Rhodes in a match with Warlow in a steel cage match, which is crazy. And then if uh, it comes down that, um, I guess if Warlow beats Cody Rhodes, then MJF gets to whip him 10 times with a belt. So it looks like this is, I love this because Cody's putting himself in a situation like what his father used to put himself in. And matches where he has to be the the underdog and he now he's got to go through all these tasks and all this stuff. So this is, to me, I like this because now most likely um, something's going to happen between Warlord and Cody where maybe Cody wins by disqualification. I doubt that because it's a steel cage match. I mean, oh, he escapes. And then he still gets uh, gets MJF and Revolution. And if he MJF beats him, he gets to whip him 10 times. I mean, it could be anything. I mean, this is uh, one of the one of the stuff that I really like that I'm looking forward to because um, now it, next week or maybe it might happen next week or two weeks from Oh, it might be in, what is it, Bash at the Beach. At the, I think it's the 25th or the 18th, whatever it is that they're going to have. There might be a Bash at the Beach. That's when the, a steel, and the steel cage match can happen. So anything can happen, but we will see. Um, we'll be right back. And we're back. So um, Jurassic Express had a promo, which it was not in much I'm saying, just talking about how Jungle Boy pretty much took um, – Jericho to the limit for 10 minutes a couple of weeks ago. Not much to say about that. Just, you know, not much. Anyway, the next, we saw Hangman Page come on to commentary. Um, and then um, they also showed uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, the Rhodes, actually. Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes will team up next week to face the Lucha Brothers. Uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus uh, Private Party. We also mentioned uh, Sammy Guevara against Christopher Daniel. Chris Stanlander will get a title shot versus Riho since Riho won the four-way tag team on um, the four-way match. Um, so that's all. Those are the matches ready for um, next next week. So then we had the Elite versus Park and Lucha Bros. This was much same thing that happens. Penta Penta started over with Kenny. Um, even though it's funny because Kenny took the glove that usually Penta takes off and uses a smack. Penner in the face. This match was uh, pretty much uh, back and forth between the two. Uh, Pac, of course, he cheap shot came from behind. Um, so it was just like a back and forth match. Like usually what happens with these guys are uh, back and forth, uh, uh, high flying moves. Um, um, so it, uh, Kenny, that, when you get the uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks together, that's that's um, wrestling at its purest. These guys, as a as a three-way tag team, remember they were former never open weight six-man tag team champions in Japan. So these guys are good when they wrestle each other. So they had the Lucha Brothers off balance most of the match. Um, even though um, the best match 
of the best part of the whole um, wrestling match was Kenny versus Pac. Um, but not much was uh, done or anything. Is um, not really. There was not a lot of face-off between Kenny and Pac. Um, and Pac, Kenny and Pac had a little face-off, and they were hitting each other with, four, with straight forearms. But the only thing I could say that um, that let me tell you something. Pac could have beat Pen Kenny last night when he hit that black arrow from the top rope. If it wasn't for the Young Bucks, um, Pac would have pinned Kenny again. He caught, he had um, Kenny with the um, the equalizer, the brutalizer, that's what they call it. And the Young Bucks were able to save um, Kenny uh, when they, um, how you call it? He, they super kicked Pac from behind. But the best, the way the match closed was Kenny catching Phoenix in mid-air with a V-trigger so hard, and then hits him with a one-wing angel, and he wins the match for the the elite. But the most interesting part after the match was Cody came out. You had all the elite celebrating, and remember, Hangman Page was in commentary. Hangman Page did not go in the ring to celebrate with these guys. He was drinking, kept saying, hey, that's right, that's you, you, whatever. So you could see there's going to be a heel turn somewhere down the line between these guys so overall the show was pretty good i mean a lot of lot of information um from last night um but i can say that aew is back in the fold back where they belong the way it's supposed to be the only i got the only criticism that i have for um about the, the show was the fact why you got our answers with cody rose i don't know where you're going with that that's kind of iffy. Why Britt Baker was in another woman, uh, AEW Women's Title match, and is she gonna turn heel? You know, it's um, Hangman Page gonna turn heel. So there's a lot of little questions going on. Overall, the show was pretty good. Um, I like the Taz, Excalibur, uh, Jim Ross. I think Jim Ross is a little too old. He sometimes forgets stuff on, um, but it's still a fun three-way combination of announcers. Taz, of course, he's the best at it. Excalibur, he's pretty good. I think Jim Ross is still a good commentator, but his time has come and gone. Anyway, other news before I leave. Uh, Killer Cross, he trademarked his name, so now it looks like if whether he goes anywhere, his name, it will be trademarks. He could use it anywhere except WWE because you know WWE. If he goes to WWE, they're not going to make tell him to use the killer cross trademark so also wwe knows not that i said about wwe andrade and charlotte got engaged so does this mean that andrade is going to get now pushed because now he's rick flair's son-in-law or future son-in-law and he needs to get pushed which is uh, I, I don't know where they're going as you guys know that while we were in hiatus from the podcast Andrade won the United States title back in December 26th in Madison Square Garden through 26th or 27th, whatever it was. He won the belt from Rey Mysterio. Now it seems like they he's going to defend the belt coming up on this Monday. Also, Adam Cole, he wins the match of the year in NXT, overall competitor of the year in NXT, rivalry of the year in NXT, and male competitor of the year in NXT. Adam Cole is the best baby and right now i don't care what anybody says adam cole won all these awards in nxt if adam cole was not in nxt 
right now, NXT will be boring. NXT, Adam Cole makes it happen. Them and the Undisputed Era are the team to watch. And I don't know if they're going to bring them up or they're going to keep them in NXT. I would rather keep them in NXT. Also, New Japan News. As you guys know, Wrestle Kingdom is coming up on Saturday. We had Wrestle Kingdom 1, 14. Night 1 is on Saturday. Night 2 is Sunday. And then New Year's Dads is Monday. Uh, if you guys want to see all three shows, go to Fight App. And you get all three shows full pack for $50. It's better than one pay-per-view. That's three pay-per-views in one for 50 bucks. Um, so for one, actually for one price, that's what I meant. So $50, you can't go wrong. So Lance Archer is in the, uh, will defend his U.S. IWGP title against John Moxley in a Texas death match. I don't know if it's going to be night one or night two, but I'm really looking forward to it. Lance Archer said he's going to make sure that John Moxley uh, is going to get hurt. Everybody dies, like he says. Um, he says that Moxley decided to come out of his small little cage, and he doesn't have a shield to protect them. So, um, that's a good one. Also, Vince Russo wanting to work for AEW. I don't know for what. We don't need you. AEW. Vince Russo, he gets too much credit for he what he did in WWE when we all know the last person who gave the okay on that was Vince McMahon. So, I don't know why um, they even bothering with that. Um I will, um, he sent a Twitter to Cody Rhodes, giving him an offer for advice for no monetary, um, no monetary um, needs for the, the advice he wanted to give him, and he left that offer to um, December thirty first, which already passed. Um, so I don't know. New Japan um, Wrestling. There's no longer an access channel since Impact Wrestling and Anthem decided that. They were going to cancel New Japan no matter what. Axis Channel was bought by Anthem and back in July. Impact decided to now be in that channel. I thought they were going to keep continuing with New Japan shows there. But apparently, Anthem did not want the competitor in there. So guess what, Anthem? Best of luck. See how long you last uh, in that channel, Axis. Because Impact, like I said, and for all you, all you Impact fans, and you're going to hate me for this, you're not making no noise so that is that's the way it is you know guys are not making no noise so that's your loss and i wish you guys the best of luck for 2020 but you're about to lose tessa blanchard very soon and i don't know what you guys are going to do sammy callahan is a decent world champion but he can't carry that but new japan wrestling right now doesn't have a united states channel and who knows they are planning to make a uh, they are planning to make a um, a run in the United States called New Japan US. So who knows? They could they could go. I know they're not going to Fox because Fox might not got WWE. Uh, they could go to I don't know maybe ESPN. Never know. Anything is possible. So that's um, what's going on right now. So guys, I thank you for listening to my show today. Um, that's it for the wrestling news. Um, remember this weekend we got Wrestle Kingdom night one, night two, New Year's Dash on Monday. So this weekend is all about New Japan. I am looking forward to that. I also want to thank all you guys who support my podcast and especially um, all my peoples in Canada, Puerto Rico, Ireland, Portugal, Australia, uh, who else? India. The United States, of course, I love you all, you guys, for supporting my podcast. Again, um, if you want to 
check it out check out check me out and google's apple uh pandora iHeartRadio, and any major podcast audio podcast platform that you got to listen to your podcast you can listen to me i also got a youtube channel called the chokeslang wrestling report which starting this weekend i will start putting new um episodes in there i'm still trying to wait for my my um well, logos and all the stuff that's still in the works. I'm still waiting for my people to hit me up with the new logo. So that's still on the works. My logo, my whole uh, revamp on my channel. So that's, guys, check it out anyway. If you like anything you see on my video, uh, all my videos, I have that there since um, the beginning of May of last year. Uh, the last one I put was in November where we talk about NWA Power and Jim Cornette's racist comments. That was the last one I put. If you like what you see, there's other videos there. Anything, you could check it out. If you like it, subscribe to the channel. Uh, hit that notification bell. Hit me with a uh, thumbs up. Um, again, if you guys want to check out more information about my Chokesland Wrestling Report, you could check and click the, the links on top, the Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter pages you can click on those and they give you more information about my podcast so check it out so whenever you get a chance you check it out and enjoy it whenever you can but for now guys i again appreciate everybody who supports my podcast until then i'll see you on monday when i bring um more wrestling news and rumors i may give you the results of the wrestle kingdom night one and two and maybe some new year's ash that's a lot of new japan i gotta see this um, weekend coming up, um, again, I bought the Fight TV package, which gives me Wrestle Kingdom Night 1, 2, and New Year's Dash for $50. You cannot go wrong. That's three main events, uh, three main events of the year of New Japan for the price of one, 50 bucks. You can't go wrong on Fight TV app, guys. So check it out. Until then, I'll see y'all Monday with wrestling rumors and news. And until then, have a good night.